This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This Pine Tar for Breakfast is brought to you by McDonald's. Open and ready to serve your favorites. Download their app today for some daily deals at participating McDonald's. Look, we have ourselves a Philadelphia Phillies player. He's going to be talking about what's going on for him. What is his workouts like? And other stuff. Why not? Stay tuned. You'll find out who right here on Pine Tar for Breakfast. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone. Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball there. Coming down. down. What up? And welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. And I am your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up anytime you want. Ask questions. Uh, today, we have catcher Andrew Knapp. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, not a whole lot. Uh, pretty much Groundhog's Day every day. Um, I, I tell everyone... Because I, I realized today when I asked my wife, I'm like, is today really Monday? Like, I had no clue. And I, I, I tell everyone that, welcome to the baseball player's world. Like, we're used to this, but not this. We're just used to, you know, every day feeling like, okay, I'm going to go to the yard. I, I don't know what day of the week it is, but I just know I have a night game today. I have a day game today. doesn't matter the day. Yeah, totally. I think the only time I really know what day it is, is like you said, when it's a day game, it's either Wednesday or Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then you go to Wrigley and everything's thrown off. Then you're like, oh man. And that's where we'd be right now. Or we'd, we'd just be leaving there going to San Francisco. And I'm like, wow, why don't we just call Andrew and talk to him and say, Hey, how is it over there? Let's let's act like we're uh, going from East coast to West coast playing a game and so let's let's talk you've been good yeah it's been good it's it's baseball weather out here man it's it's looking nice um i know the the east coast kind of getting hammered with some weather but um you know we're doing all right it's 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 tough to try to stay inside and and self-quarantine but uh you got to do what you got to do okay so the main thing is um everyone's healthy obviously I mean, uh, you would have you would have said otherwise, but I assume everyone in your family is healthy. Yeah, we're doing good. Um, you know, I, I have a little setup in my garage with a tee and a net, so I'm I'm staying, you know, ready enough. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is that everyone's healthy and and everyone's uh, doing good. Have you guys been told what? Like, not not about a date, nothing about a date, but. When that day comes, uh, how long will you have to report? Do you know? Like, have they ever said anything about that? It's like one question I feel like a lot of us have kind of wondered. We haven't heard a specific amount of time. 
Um, we have heard, you know, the players need sufficient time to get ready, mostly the pitchers, you know, that's the biggest thing. I think, you you know, position guys can, can pretty much get ready pretty quick. Um, but that's just not the way it works with, with arms and, and ramping up throwing. So, um, we don't have, we don't really have any idea of how long it's going to be once they say, all right, this is go time. Um. I would think it would it would be a couple weeks, but you know, hopefully it's quick enough to where we can get the max amount of games in that we can. Now, like through discussion with your guys and just like what do you feel like this year, not being a lost year, but being one of those years where the experimenting when they talk about like, you know, if we're gonna do certain things, you know, the seven inning double headers or whatever. Do you guys talk about that? Do you agree with anything? Do you, are you there going like, man, I just I don't care how many games we play. All I care is we play. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Getting games in is the most important thing for us right now um, and getting as many games in as possible. I think when you, when you look ahead and you go, okay, well, are they going to expand rosters or are they going to do these seven-inning doubleheaders or, you know – there's a there's a whole number of things that they could implement. I think the majority of players, all we're focused on is getting back on the field and playing as many games as possible. Um, you know, I think the the roster expansion stuff is probably in, in the players' best interest just to keep guys healthy, especially yeah. with how quick this season might come. Um, but you know, seven inning double header thing, I don't. I don't hate it as long as we keep getting games in, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a viable option for sure. Well, I've, I don't know. I've always been the advocate of seven, eight double headers. I I think, I think they're amazing when you go through them in the minor leagues and I feel like you play them, you end up playing quite a few. They're great. Like you almost played, it's weird how you can almost play a double full double header in the time frame of a regular nine inning game. I don't know why it's like that, but it seems like that. Yeah, it's totally true. I mean, I think for for guys moving forward, it's going to save a ton of arms. You know, you're you're going to be able to have guys stay healthier throughout the season. It's just going to – and, you know, those games go quicker. It just feels like they go quicker. I don't know if it's because you know it's only seven innings or, or what it is, but, um, you know, I agree. I think in the minor leagues especially, it's it's really nice once you – you get two games done in basically the same amount of time. So when we are talking about the season, uh, we obviously had the the shortening of of spring training and one in which, you know, you were starting to ramp back up to get to to live game action. Uh, You had an oblique issue right away. Um, How is that? Number one. And then I'll ask the follow-up question because, you know, I'll probably forget what I was going to ask second. So there you go. (laughs) um yeah no I'm good I'm 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 fully ready to go I was actually in the last game of spring training when we were in Port Charlotte I I caught Arietta that day and it was kind of that was so long ago I I was stoked to be back in (laughs) yeah I know I was I was ready to get going um so kind of unfortunate timing and on that end is I got ramped all the way back up and then we shut down but good in the sense that I was ready to go and uh, you know, there's not been any setbacks or anything. So 
um, for, for me, it's, it's been nice been able to like, at least get some rest in to make sure I know it's ready. Yeah. Um, but well, let me, let me ask you this because I, I think it is important on that because number one, you did get, you know, go through your rehab, you went through everything, you, you, you checked every box. The fact that you were playing in a game was huge. So mentally you're just fired up, right? And you're ready. You're turned on. You're like ready to go and they shut you down. I'm not asking like, oh, the woe is me type thing, but in your mind, it, can you talk about like the little bit of a letdown it was knowing that like it was shut down, knowing you had fought all the way through, you know, during spring training to get to that point. And now it's like, ugh, like you didn't have, I'm not saying any, uh, there, there weren't any ABs for you really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, everyone knows how tough mentally being on rehab is in general, you know, it's a, it's a mental grind. Um, you want to be on the field. Um, you're being held back and, and most of it's just to protect your body. But for me, it was, it was kind of like, all right, now we get to go. Like you said, Yeah. and we were counting down days where we were going to open up in Miami. It was getting that close to the end of spring where, you know, you get that like second wind. It's like, all right, the season's here. Cause there's, there's definitely times in spring training where it doesn't seem like the season's ever going to be there. <laughs> you're waking up early and you're, you know, you're grinding. It was literally that week that we, or that day ish in Port Charlotte where I was going, man, when is the season going to start? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you're going, Oh dang. Uh Oh yeah. Uh-oh. Well, it was super weird because you know, I, I hadn't ramped up yet. So I was, I caught my five innings and Jake, Jake pitched and, and, we headed into the clubhouse once we were done and we're looking on ESPN and, and they're stopping games in Arizona. And it was like, what? Yeah. We, we just got off the field. We had no idea what was going on. So that was kind of surreal. It was kind of, it's a weird moment. Well, I, I just um, remember, you know, talking to a bunch of the guys and yourself included in Port Charlotte about it. And that was, you know, Rudy Gobert and, and, uh, the Jazz and and uh, Oklahoma City Thunder game got canceled because of that, you know, positive test and you know the trainer coming running out and everyone the next day being in Port Charlotte in the unknown. It's like you guys were still like there was. It was such a great day because you're out on the field, you're doing everything, but there was that unknown that was going on. And I'm going. I wonder what these guys like the mental side. I mean, that, that, that's the thing that like people don't understand. It's like, you're, you're there and you're ready to go, but you know that there's something that there's something far greater than the big game of baseball at that point. And you're going, what are we doing here? What, what, what's going on? Yeah. It was kind of eerie, you know, cause we, we did kind of have a feeling something was going to happen. Um, just by the way, you know, the media was portraying all this stuff. It's kind of like, well, why, why are we still going when yeah. other things are being shut down? So that was just a weird day in general. You know, like you said, it was kind of like this weird, like, should we play? Like, mm-hmm. should we bring fans to the stadium? Cause it, it is weird, you know, like as of now, now you can't even interact with anyone, but you know, massive amounts of people in a stadium is, is not, not no, good for something no. like that. Okay, so like like you said, no interaction, the social distancing part, and one thing that we haven't really been able to to get a full grasp of as a you know from the player side is staying in shape, right, and and being able yeah. to do things. Now, number one, in California, I know 
you guys have had shelter in place, but being able to go for a run, do all that stuff away from people is doable. Mm-hmm. So legs are legs are in shape, but other stuff like, you know, weight training, uh, you know, staying strong, uh, keeping your arm in shape. Do you have a bucket of balls that you, you, you chuck or, you know, what is it that what is it that you're doing to stay in shape? Yeah. So like I said, I got a, I got a little net in my garage with a T. So I've been able to take swings and stay loose on that front. Um, you know, obviously we're not hitting on the field or doing live VP. Um, but I, I do get out on a field, like my high school field I can throw. I have guys I can throw with. Um, but yeah, like staying in shape, we're doing, we've been doing a lot of running. Um, a lot of like park workouts, you know, where you're just trying to keep your body moving, um, you know, throw a medicine ball around, grab a dumbbell if you can, if you can find one. Um, but it's hard, you know, I know a lot yeah. of guys are struggling trying to stay in shape. I mean, it's one of those things where it's tough for us cause we don't have a start date either, you know? No. So you're trying, you're yeah. trying to mentally prepare yourself to be ready at some, you know, at some point in the near future. So it's just a, it's a really weird mental kind of grind right now where um, there is no start date, but you're, you're really trying to stay in shape. Yeah. And being self-motivated, right? Like how, how is, how hard is it to be self-motivated at times? I, I mean, it's not talking about, la- it's not a laziness, but people have to understand too. Um, you know, when it comes to an athlete, like turning it off, turn it on, not the easiest of things. So being self-motivated to get out, making sure that you're, you're doing your job or getting ready for your job. Uh, easy, not easy. For me, it's, I, I'm an active guy. Like I don't like staying inside. So this has not <laughs> been a very, very good thing for me. Um, thankfully the weather out here has been nice enough to where we, we can go on walks and go on hikes and you're, you're not around a ton, a ton of people, which has been nice. Um, and going for runs and stuff. So for me, it's just about keeping the body moving. And and like you said earlier, we were ready to go in spring. So you you build all that up and it'll go away quick if you stop moving around. So I've just been trying to continue to to move as much as possible. And, um, you know, we've been doing like little yoga workouts inside and and trying to stay flexible. Um, But yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I know I don't have it as bad because the weather out here has been nice enough to where we can get outside, but there's guys, you know, back East that are, are struggling because the weather's not been great either. So, yeah. you know, well, feeling for those guys. One of those things of, of being outside, uh, I know that in a lot of places in California, the golf courses weren't shut down and, uh, you know, being able to get out onto a course, have you number one? Yeah. Yeah. We've been able to get out and play a little bit, which has been, a lifesaver, you know, you can, you can only, you can only sit inside and watch TV for so long. So we, we've been able to get out and it's been safe, you know, the golf carts, um, it's one, one guy per cart or, you know, we've so been walking which, faster. <laughs> it, it does actually, it speeds up the round cause you're not driving back and forth. Um, but we've been walking too, which has been great, you know, kind of get outside and get the legs moving. Yeah. Um, so thankfully I've been able to get out and do that. Well, I, I just find it, I, I find it fascinating because I mean, you're, you're, you're seeing, 
so many people being um, creative, right, when it comes to workouts. And, and I say I bring up the golf thing because that is a workout. Some people will say, especially if you're walking and doing that stuff. So trying to find ways and asking a player, how do you stay in shape? Well, that is part of it. Like that, that for you, I mean, you're, you're a switch hitter. Being able to swing, at least get the, the, the trunk going and the core you know, strength great again, uh, you know, post-oblique injury. I mean, that, I, I, I like that. I, I've, I'm not jealous. Well, yeah, I am jealous of it because I wish I could be out there as well. But I find that to be not a negative. That's a positive. Get out, get moving, get going, and, and, and seeing where things go. Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of it's important to to take all of this into you really understand what's going on. Like I, I know I I speak for the whole league. Every single baseball player wants to be playing baseball right now. You know, this is not something that we are enjoying being home and and being cooped up. Um, but it is a reality right now, and I think guys are are handling it in their own way. And, and for some people, that's just hunkering down with the family and making sure people are safe and, and, you know, volunteering their time whenever they can and, and, and their money and stuff, which is all so great. And I think, you know, we, we do have an opportunity right now to use this platform to, to make sure that everyone's doing okay and, and, and help each other out. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's no, no good deed goes, you know, um, um, unwelcomed in, in yeah. times like this. So it's, it's been cool to see guys using this platform to, to help others. Well, I, I, I find it fascinating how in times of need and times of, of being together as a, um, as a country, you know, and as a community, when you'd even go into a smaller perspective on this thing, but, uh, how, you know, it, whether it's the money thing, but whether people band together, it's keeping people accountable. Right. And, and especially up where you live, I know people, um, that are, are, I'm not saying harping on the, uh, the social distancing part, but the fact is they're respecting it. If that may, if, if that's, you know, makes more sense than being the, you know, the stickler on it. Um, mm-hmm. and let alone that, you have athletes where you live who are all giving and giving a ton and whether, you know, it's money time, whether it's making a phone call or something like it, it, it's fascinating to see athletes band together in a, in a time like this. Yeah, definitely. I think you kind of see it all over, you know, what's interesting is that guys aren't like, especially baseball players. Most of us aren't even home during these times, you know, I, I would be in Philly right now, but, um, I'm getting to see people that I wouldn't normally see during this time back home and, and well, not really see them, but you know what I'm saying? As Mm -hmm. far as like being, being home right now. And, um, you're right. It's, it's kind of, it's cool because I get to be a part of this community, but I'm also a part of the Philly community as well, you know? So it's, um, it's kind of, uh, bi-coastal if you will, but, um, yeah, it's been great. I mean, people have, have been really generous with their time. I know I've just been trying to stay in touch with as many people as I can. Yeah. It's, it's hard to not see your teammates, you know, mm-hmm. like we've, we've been trying to FaceTime and do these zoom calls as much as we can just to 
you know, I miss my guys. I miss, I miss the team. We, we have such a good group of, of, of guys and, and it's just hard to be away, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's one thing I would ask is like, you go from the Gabe Kapler era, which I know you guys had a good relationship with cap and that, and that is something that's a huge positive, but you bring in Joe Girardi and you could sense there, there is a, a, a real confidence, not a, not a, because it, it wasn't fake confident in the last couple of years, but there was a real confidence with you guys. Why was mm-hmm. that with Joe? Well, I mean, he, he brings in so much experience and uh, knowledge about the game. Not, not that Gabe didn't have that, but Joe's top of the line when it comes to that stuff. I mean, played for so long, managed for so long. He's just, he's seen it all. And I think it fit really well with the personalities that we have in Philly and the, in the team that we have and the kind of uh, culture that we've built there. Um, and, you know, I've been on quite a few teams and, and this is one of the closest teams I've ever been on as far as, you know, you can get, you can get 10 to 12 guys all hanging out mm-hmm. at one dinner, you know, and that's, that's not really common when it comes to, professional sports you know guys are are usually kind of doing their own thing and that's not a bad thing but when you get a team like this it it just makes it that much more fun and and, uh you know everyone's in it for the same for the same reasons you know we want to win and we want to bring a championship to philly and i think joe is all about that and that's that's one of those things right now where you know, even talking about it, I just wish we could go out and play, you know, yeah. it just brings it in that much more. Um, but you know, everything happens for a reason. I think once, once this thing does clear up and, and we, we get baseball again, people are going to really cherish it. You know, you, you kind of go through, you know, when you have something over and over and over, you kind of take it for granted, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think this is going to be, really cool when we do when we do get back yeah i've I've said it all along like uh this is the one year i would never tell a fan how to act how to uh what their emotions should be but this is the one time where i'm like please enjoy it like when this comes back just enjoy this year because it's a uh you know whether you've been affected by it um whether you have a high anxiety Baseball is that two, three, sometimes four hours of a time where you can get away from that. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying be uh, just, you know, not about forgetting about everything that's going on, but it's just that moment where you could just let be. And your team's going to be out there. Your team is finally out there. Just enjoy it. And I think players are going to be that way too. Hey, so stay right there. Uh, you don't mind. I got to do a commercial real quick. Yeah, definitely. We'll be taking your order in the drive-thru at this time because the safety of our communities and people is our top priority. So if you'd like an Egg McMuffin for breakfast or some fries right now, just because, we'll be here to take your order. Welcome back to Pie Tar for breakfast. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up, and we're here still with Andrew Knapp. So, uh... You know, going on, going on with the the, the team, and uh, something that you know you guys were really close last year. And usually, when you know things kind of hit 
a little bit of the skid marks, you know, August and September ish. And, and you guys haven't really clicked, um, as far as on the field for you guys to stay together like that. How much did that springboard for you guys to be excited to come into this year, knowing that you guys didn't have that, uh, buddy of the heads and, and, you know, you guys are like, all right, we see where we can go. We, we, we know that this is, this is right. We have the guys. Yeah, it's huge. I think the past couple of years, it's, it's just been kind of a grind. Like you said, once we get to the end of the year and, and I think part of that is, you know, some injuries that have been super unfortunate. Um, and you just kind of, it seemed like we limped into August, September, but yeah, I think some of the additions we made this year have been huge. Um, you know, and I think honestly, this, although we're not playing right now, we're going to get some, some big guys back once this thing's done, you know, which is, which is also going to help a ton. We're going to have Kutch back and hopefully Tommy will be ready. You know, those are, those are big pieces that once you get to those dog days, these guys have been there before they've done it. Um, and, and they know how to finish strong. So I think, it just is exciting moving forward. I think, um, you know, we've also, we've also made some additions with some arms that are huge. I think we, obviously Zach Wheeler's is going to be a huge addition, but yeah, he's pretty good. Um, he's pretty good. Yeah. It's nice to have him on, on this side now and not, not the other way. Absolutely. Those things add up, you know, once you get into the dog days of summer, I, those things add up and it takes weight off of other guys. So, um, you know, I think the other thing is is Joe knows how to manage for an entire season, you know, and and to keep guys fresh enough so that when we do get to August, September, we're not completely burnt out. Yeah. No, I, I think that is when you say that, I, I love it because it's it's true. Um, from day one, he's always talked about. I want my bullpen to be ready for October. I don't need them to be burnt out by October. And I, I think that not only is, is the experience part, but that's part of the playing and, and catching part where I think Gabe, as far as being an outfielder, didn't relate to. Every game can't be game seven. And you got to, you know, trust your guys. You know, you got to put your guys in different positions. And, and at some point, they're, you know, things are going to be right. Things are going to click. You guys are going to have uh, – something going that, that that's great. And so could you sense that through with some of the, the, the relievers uh, in the short time during spring and, in understanding and talking to Joe that, you know, the, the mindset of these guys weren't going to be, you know, they're going to be relied upon, but not every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one other aspect that goes with that is, is the depth, you know, you, you have to be able to, trust guys like you said in spots you can't rely on two or three guys every single game in order to get through an entire season that's just not the way it works it's a team game we got to be able to trust players and the and the depth that we have right now will allow us to do that you know oh, i think once you get these guys healthy and back there there's not going to be a drastic drop off in the back of the bullpen. And I think last year with injuries, that's kind of what happened. It just kind of snowballed on us. And, and like you said, it's, you want to win every game, but it's a team game and we got to be able to trust guys are going to get the job done. 
Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, you know, two of those guys that I think that, you know, guys were wondering more, right? Because I, I, we can talk about the fan perspective on it, you know, when it comes to Nick Pavetta, Vince Velasquez. But for, you know, a player standpoint, a guy that catches those guys, a guy that's around them, did you notice any, like, I felt like I noticed a lot of growth from both, even though that Vince is like one of the most mature human beings I've ever met in my life. Like gr- one of the greatest conversations you're ever going to have is with Vince, but from Nick's side, like, I mean, for I, you know, playing wise, pitching wise, did you notice a growth, but by, by, by those guys? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, <clears throat> even, even just as far as our, our pitching philosophy goes, I think we're going to, those guys are going to be so much better off with what Brian Price is bringing to the table. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, we're <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be pitching to contact. We're going to be pitching down in the zone. I think both of these guys have electric stuff, and I and you've seen it before. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes it comes and goes, but it's just about staying consistent. And I think both those guys realize that after these first couple of years, it it's in there, but we just got to harness it and make, and make sure that we're more consistent with it every, every fifth day, you know? But I do think that, I mean, you've seen it too, that these guys have grown, they've matured and it's, it's hard. It's hard when you go out there and you know, you have the stuff and it's not there. The mental side of that is tough. Um, But that's just kind of how it goes. You're not going to have it every day, but it's, it's how, how can you, get through a start, even though you don't feel like you have it. Those are the guys who, who end up pitching for a long time and have great careers is, is when they're not feeling their best. They can grind through and give you a solid start. Now, is that, is that fun for you as, as a, uh, as a catcher when you have a guy that you, you know, has it in the tank, but like you could just sense it, you know, the, the, the wheels are starting to come off and you're just like, how do I reel them in? There's, all, I mean, that's part of the conversation, right? Throughout, you know, in, in getting that, building that relationship that you do in spring training. Uh, you're finding yeah. out throughout a season, what makes this guy click? Things might've changed. How do I get him to click? How, how hard or how much do you like that as a catcher in trying to guide guys like that through, through things? Yeah, I think that's, that's one of those things where, I really enjoy that. And I think it, it just comes with building a relationship with that guy. You know, not, your relationship is going to be different with every pitcher. And there's certain guys where you can really just go out and grind on them and say, Hey man, snap out of it. Let's go. You got this. And then there's other guys that, you know, I, I just got to <clears throat> be a little bit softer with that. That's not the right word, but you just got to like, no, you know, that, we I mean, can do this right together. Because we you can, have to, some guys need uh, a pat on the back. Some guys need a kick in the ass. Like, I mean, there's two Absolutely. different worlds. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of become a psychiatrist in that, in that way where you're, you're trying to figure out what makes this guy produce his best and what, what's going to get him through this. And I think JT and I, we really focus on trying to figure that out with guys in spring training, especially new guys. Cause you, you don't know what that is. Like for, for, JT and I, we know Zach Eflin, we know Aaron Nola, we know Jake Arrieta, we know these guys and how they work and what's going to get them through. But you get a guy like Zach Wheeler, we we only have faced him on the opposing side. So you, you're trying to get his personality, understand what he's doing and, and try to, so when, when things aren't going great, you can just go back to that and, yeah. and we can get through it. Um, but it is, it's a game, 
within the game when you're when you're catching a guy and you can see you can see like you said we're kind of things are starting to get a little bit looser and and the emotions might be taking over it's just about harnessing how we get through it have you ever had like one of those conversations on the mound with a guy that you like like a a, a memory from you that you're like Man, I have no idea what to say. You get out there and you give like one of the greatest motivational speeches of your lifetime. The guy, boom, turns it on. Do you have any of those? Well, I think, yeah, you have you have a lot during out, <laughs> throughout the season. I, specifically, I remember Nick Pavetta coming out of the bullpen. I think this was in 18 when against Washington. Mm-hmm. And he was just absolutely blowing cheese. You know, he was blowing everyone away. And it was kind of one of those things where it was really, really fun to watch and really fun to catch. But you kind of go, all right, Nick, like, do you see how this is working? Like, it's in there, you know? So that's one of those things we can go back to when things might not be going right. But, you know, Zach Zach Eflin and I have such a great relationship that I can go out to the mound. I don't even have to say anything. And he already knows, all right, you know, it's time to lock it in. Sorry, Um, Nappy. My bad. Yeah, and it's it. He's a guy that I I've caught so much coming up, and we've basically been playing together for seven, eight years now. That it's it's a really cool thing when you know you're so on the same page that you know that's that's what makes it really really fun. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that makes you miss not being out there with the guys and wanting. Totally the game so bad wanting to be able to you know be back out there and playing uh you know when when you see um you know young guys come up and 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 do special things it's one thing but when you have a guy like zach wheeler who you've seen so is a veteran very much what like the same age as you uh who's done great things and now comes over and you've competed against them does that change anything? Like, do you, do you like it's? Was it easy to accept and be like, man, I hated facing you. I hated the Mets, but now you're here. Or was it just like natural and be like, I, I'm I'm good. No, I think with Zach, it was easy. Um, you definitely don't want to face him. That's for <laughs> sure. But it's one of those things where he's on our team now, so I don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, like oh yeah, it's it's going to be really, it's like having a new toy, you know, it's so fun to be able to have a guy like that, such electric stuff. And it just, I think it makes everyone else better. You know, it takes so much other, so much weight off of these starters. Cause he's going to go out, you know what you're going to get. And, and it, it exponentially helps us, you know, and it might just be one guy, but it goes up and down, up and down the team. It's going to help every single guy. So for us, it's one of those things where you just welcome him with open arms. Oh, for sure. Now, I mean, it, and and the other one would be the you know getting Brian Price over, and now you have, I I think, uh, someone that obviously understands the job as a pitching coach, understands obviously as a manager as well. So he he he's got those perspectives behind there. But like being able to see him work with those pitchers, like what was the, what was I'm not even saying a difference. But what was something that was glaring for you that you're going, whoa, like this guy, like this is, this is cranny all over again. This is someone that we, you know, I could see the guy just loving and, and, and battling for. Yeah. I think like you said, he's, he's been in, in both spots, the managerial spot and the pitching coach spot. And I think 
there's a lot that goes into that where you understand the whole aspect of the game, not just the pitching side of it. Yeah. You know, you can understand that we got to get guys late into games to save bullpens so that we can, you know, we're not pinch hitting for the pitcher in the fifth because he's got 80 something, 90 pitches. We got to get these guys through games as many innings as possible. And it's just going to help everyone up and down the line because now you're not, you're not using a pinch hitter in the fifth inning when you can get through that lineup maybe one more time and save a big bat for late in the game. You know, these are these are things that all snowball pretty quickly when when you're in the National League. So I think his philosophy of getting outs early and and keeping the defense engaged with ground balls and and trying to make sure everyone's staying ready is just like you said, it it goes to both sides of the game. Well, which is crazy because I think like when you when you talk about you know pitching for the you know pitching for contact, uh, we've gone to a game where you know the strikeouts are you know such a huge thing. Pitching up in the zone is such a huge thing. But uh, again, I don't want to put you in a spot. This is not to try to put you in a spot. I can cut this out if you want. <laughs> but at some point, did you realize like last year? Like, guys, this does not work up here for these guys. Like, this does not help this pitcher right here. Up there. And there's there's certain spots where we just really need to get a ground ball here. You know, I need to turn a double play. We got to get early contact. And then there's other times where you do need to strike out, and maybe you do go up top with a guy who can do it, like, Nick Pavetta is pretty effective up there, but when everyone knows Nick Pavetta is going to throw fastballs up every pitch, it's there's a lot of damage at the top of the zone, and you know the scattering report is pretty is pretty obvious when it comes to that. So for for us to be able to command the bottom of the zone and then pitch up, it's yeah. going to open up so much. Oh yeah, because I like I, the reason why I say it is because you as a catcher, you are also a hitter, <laughs> and you know. Obviously, that you know a well-located fastball up in a zone uh, is a great pitch, but it's not consistent. Like it's something that like you is easier to lay off of uh, than a ball down and away that's you know right you know at the knees. You can't do any damage to it as a hitter, and so pitching away from that, I mean it, that that well-located down and away fastball as a hitter, you're like, dude, why can't we just do this again? Like get back here. Like, at what point did you feel like that was that was needed to you know come back? And and obviously hearing it from Brian Price, you're like, thank you. We've been trying this, but uh, you know, there's got to be guys that you're just going, ah, let's go right here. We can't go up. We got to go down. Yeah, I think it's it's got to be something that you you start in spring training, like you said. You got to practice it. You know, like I know this is the big leagues, but certain guys aren't going to be effective if you can't put the ball where it needs to be put. And hitters are so good now that these holes are, are starting to get smaller and smaller. And I think what, what Pricey is really good at is figuring out mechanically what it's going to take for you to get the ball there. So yeah. I think that was in spring training, that was the biggest thing that we saw as catchers was guys are really hammering down their, their locations and where they can miss with certain pitches. Cause you're going to miss, but as long as you miss in the right spot, there's not going to be damage. 
Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that that's like one of the things I think you and I have talked about is like, it's funny because you pitch up in the zone, you're going, man, I bet you we would have expected way more, you know, fastballs that were off the backstop, right? Like those yeah. are the misses, like you jumping out of, you know, off the ground to, to try to catch something. Uh, but the miss on a pitch up in the zone is right down the, you know what? And it, it's, it, for me, I always had that. I'm always going, why, you know? And, and why is it like that? Because you're the, all these guys grew up pitching down in the zone. And so let's go yeah. back to the bread and butter of these dudes. Like it's not, everyone has a Garrett Cole fastball. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you said, it's, it's either, the miss is going to be pulled down in the zone right in the happy spot, or it's going to be an, a non-competitive pitch. And then what was even the point? Cause it's going to be ball out of hand anyways. Right. So yeah. I think, you know, like you said, Garrett Cole, he can do that. He's got that electric fastball and we definitely have guys who can do that as well. But you know, what else Garrett Cole does really well is he, he paints outer half and down, you know? So these are, these are just, things that you have to be able to do at the big league level and pricey came in and, and kind of hammered that in from day one. I think, I think the other thing too, from Garrett Cole, um, if we're bringing him up or Justin Verlander, the likes of them is they compete like that, that gets down to the whole thing. Like you and I, I know have had plenty of conversations on this on the bench talking about things, but being able to look out on the mound, whether you're hitting or whether you're catching whatever, or you're playing behind a guy, you know you can read a body language, and you mm-hmm. know when dudes are competing, and those dudes bring it every time. And so it's like when you want to throw comparisons of them, you better throw in the fact: can they compete? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the other thing that goes into the personality aspect of of managing pitching. And um, you know, like Max Scherzer, he's out there. It doesn't care, he doesn't care what he has physically with with his pitches. He's going to compete no matter what, until someone takes the ball from him. And most of the time, if you try to take the ball from him, he's going to tell you no. So <laughs> and you're going to be that, back. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that aspect, that aspect is, is something that you look for in a guy. And sometimes you have to pull it out. You know, you got to go, Hey man, we need you right now. We, the team needs you. Let's grind through this. And then, you know, you go from there. But the other thing is, I think it's, it's, it's kind of something that you have to learn how to do, you know, especially at the big league level. Some guys, some guys get there and it's, you don't necessarily trust if you are good enough to go out and compete like that. And it just takes a little bit of success to go, Oh, I do belong here. And, um, that's a cool, that's a cool thing to see with a young guy for sure. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Like I always go, uh, man, if I was a pitcher, who would I be? Like, who would I want to be? And I, I, I think over time, like you get more and more guys and like Scherzer's that one. I would love to just be that competitive, which I feel like I'm that competitive, but it's like over to an, you know, to, to an extreme with great stuff with, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like the, the unbreakable confidence. Is there a guy that you're like, man, if I only had, if I had that, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, we face between Scherzer, Degrom, Strasburg. Our our division is not an well, easy yeah, one. Yeah, and so like Degrom, Degrom is so mellow, though. Like, yeah, there's you can see he's com- like that. He's competing. He's not barking at anyone. He's not grunting all the time. 
But like, yeah, and that's that's not necessarily something that means you. Yeah, you're not you're not not competing because you're not streaming no, no, at no, people. No, 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 for sure. You know, that's that's kind of how that how I take my leadership into into account. Where it's just I'm gonna lead by example. I'm gonna go you're out and try to jerk. do do what I do, but I'm not that rah, rah, get in your face kind of guy. That's not, that's not the Cali way, you know? Well, it was for me. All right. But I'm also like just <laughs> completely, completely different. Like we all know that. Yeah. You're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one guy you miss on the team right now. Go. Uh, I miss Bryce. I miss that guy. He cracks me up. Isn't that great? And- like, just to see just his – I'm not saying the evolution of Bryce, but, like, in Philly, just where where it was, how the excitement was for him, where he took it, and, like, just – I don't know. I, I, I just I, – I, I'm fascinated by it because he is an amazing human being, number one. Uh, he's a fantastic teammate, and he's a really good player on top of it. Yeah, I think he just really enjoys this team that we have and, and this new chapter in his career. And I think he loves the city of Philadelphia. I think, you know, obviously playing in the NL East his whole career, he's been there enough and seen these fans and what they bring. And now he's a part of that instead of being the opposite, you know. So, um, you know, I'm, we miss all these guys. We, we did a call the other day with quite a few guys. Well, basically the whole team, but then – Afterwards, we we set up a little call, and it it's just so fun to see the guys again, and and we all miss that for sure. Do you play? Twi- are you on Twitch and stuff? So playing video games against each other? I, I'm not a video game guy. Okay, so. so how much crap are you like not being a non-video game guy? Do you give Reese crap for like you know just basically s in the bed for his uh, uh, MLB the Show stuff? No, I can't talk because I wouldn't do any better. <laughs> no, it's the fact that like I would be chirping all. Well, I mean that's just me, but I'd be chirping all day. Like you can't be embarrassing us like this, Reese. Is it been bad? I haven't I really know. been paying. I, attention. I honestly, I saw the first couple of games and I'm and I just want to give him hell because if he listens, uh, he hears me <laughs> chirping on him. Yeah, I, I know that he's not bragging about his, his video game playing. and it, Social anyone. media has not been there for him on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, I just I, That's what I love about this team and, and being around it so far is that you can just sense, like, you walk in, there's no clicks, right? I mean, we've no. we sensed that last year. It wasn't clicks. It was like no, the, not at the all. camaraderie is just – it's throughout the entire clubhouse – through the, about the 70 guys that were in camp, you know, guys were understanding that we're in this together. Like this is a full, this is a full Philly thing. Yeah. And it's, it's bilingual too. I mean, we're, we're not, it's not the Dominican Venezuelan guys. And then the white guys, you know, we, we're all on the same page and there's definitely times where you've been on teams where the Latin guys don't feel comfortable around the white guys just because you're, you know, the, the language barrier or whatever it is. But this team, the the guys that we have, everyone's in the same boat, and, mm-hmm. and it, it just makes it that much more fun. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Nappy, uh, I appreciate you coming on Pine Tar for breakfast um, for the second time because you're the man, and I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Thanks for having me, dude. It's a good time. We'll tell Hannah I said hi. And uh, till next time, till I see you, till I give you a hug.
Let's get this thing going. Yeah, man. I'm all in on that. <laughs> all right, dude. All right, I'll talk to you. Thank you, Andrew Knapp, for coming on Pine Tar for Breakfast, which this Pine Tar for Breakfast is brought to you by McDonald's. Open and ready to serve your favorites before no contact. Get them delivered today with McDelivery at participating McDonald's. Until our next show, I appreciate you joining me here on Pine Tar for Breakfast at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up. Here we go. Flatten that curve. We're getting closer. Peace. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.